Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Congratulations on getting through your 9 to 5. Thank you so much for listening and making us a part of your day. My name is Karenson Harrison. Excited to be here. Rob is here for the next couple of days, and then Rob is taking off some time for the holidays. I am not. I will be here every day this week. I will be here most of next week. I will be taking one day off next week. I think you guys will understand. I am going to the Cotton Bowl to see the Missouri Tigers take on the Ohio State University. Cowboys Stadium is one of those bucket list items for me, and I get a chance to see Mizzou play at Cowboys Stadium. This was a no-brainer for me to go to the Cotton Bowl. You know, that's the kind of bowl game. That's the kind of rewards you get when you have a good season, you know, Rob? Not the, where'd you guys go last year? The Liberty Bowl in Memphis. The water didn't work. It was just, it was miserable. That's the kind of bowl game you go to when you just have an okay season. When you're ranked top 10 the way that Missouri is, you know, you get to play in cool bowl games in cool places. That's not something you really would know about, or at least not in the last 15 years or so. The last time you guys played somewhere cool for a bowl game, you stole it from another team. I mean, I'm pretty, I mean, as a Mizzou fan, you got to be pretty excited about that game. You get to face a bunch of scrubs and bums who are walk-ons at Ohio State because the real players decide not to travel. So that's, that's pretty exciting. I mean, no Kyle McCord, probably no Harrison Jr. Fleming has opted into the portal. I can't control what Ohio State is doing. I can't control that. Missouri is playing everybody. Everybody's playing for Missouri because this game means something. It's the SEC. It just means more. It's not something you would know about. I get it. You know, I understand. It makes sense to me. You know, I get it. I completely understand. All right. There's a lot to get into from the Chiefs game. Let's just start with this. I am pleased with how they played yesterday. I think we watched enough Chiefs games in 2023 to know, like, this offense isn't hanging 40 on anybody. This isn't 2021. This isn't last year. So I've seen on the text line, man, if they would have done this, they could have scored. You're right. I, I don't disagree with you, but we're a week away from Christmas. I, you can't say, well, if they would have about nine different games. You're right. If you if you change the outcome, yeah, I I just I don't think that that's realistic for their offense. I thought their offense probably played about as well as they have in maybe a month yesterday. You knew that Bill Belichick was going to take something out, and he probably was going to take out Travis Kelsey. They have done a pretty decent job against the Chiefs tight end 
over the last couple of games. We got the stat earlier today from our guy Mitch Holtis. In the last five games against the Patriots, Travis Kelsey averages 57 yards. Like, they take Travis Kelsey out of the game. Rasheed Rice stepped up. It had one of his best games. Nine catches, 91 yards, a touchdown, caught all the targets and balls thrown his way. Rasheed Rice was immaculate yesterday. Great game from him, one of the best games in his young career. If Travis Kelsey wasn't going to be a major producer yesterday, you knew that you were going to need one person to step up and be a positive for you on the offense. You know who that person was yesterday? That person was Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. He had 100 yards from scrimmage. I am here to tell you this. If the Chiefs get 100 yards from scrimmage from Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, they will not lose another game the rest of the season. I'm going to go ahead and go out on that limb. He had 64 yards receiving. He was their second leading receiver yesterday behind Rasheed Rice. Also had a touchdown, had a big play in the passing game on that screen play. He was good yesterday. That's all you needed. The Chiefs did enough where this game was never in doubt. That's what I was a little bit worried about. I was worried about the Chiefs playing at a level in which heading into the fourth quarter, you were potentially worried about the outcome of the game and the Chiefs needed to make a play or two where they had to put that game on ice. They didn't have to do that yesterday. They didn't. They were up 27-10. to 10. The game was basically over. There was a mistake by Kadarius Tony. We'll talk about Kadarius Tony here in a bit. But I thought yesterday the Chiefs did exactly what they were supposed to do and they got a player that's a part of their offense to step up and make a critical play in a big moment in Clyde Edwards-Alaire. I'm fine with how they played yesterday. I thought it was exactly what I think they needed to do. And now the challenge for the Chiefs offense is, can you keep the ball rolling? They haven't been able to put back-to-back really solid offensive outputs together. I know the schedule. I know who they have coming up. But we got a month of games. In the first game, they scored 27 points. Can they do that two or three more times down the stretch? I mean, it's been a while since we've seen this offense really go out, really play well. Rob, you know the last time that they scored back-to-back games where they scored more than 20 points? It was the Jets-Minnesota. It was warm outside. It was the Chicago Bears early in the season. I mean, at that point, Taylor Swift had been to two Chiefs games. She's been to nine. She's been to more Chiefs games than some of you guys have been. In the course of it, that that's what's happened over the over the last since all of this happened. It's been a long time since they have scored consecutive games with more than twenty points. They scored twenty seven. I like to see them go out against Las Vegas and put a thirty one on the board, put a twenty seven on the board. How do you play against Cincinnati, a team who obviously has a chance to make the postseason? You got a chance to really start to find some momentum and really start to play well down the stretch. I was thinking this as I was watching the Patriots yesterday. They're bad. Like, I don't say that as like a, like I just figured something out. Like, I've kind of known that the whole season. I mean, they're the worst team in the AFC. They have the worst point differential. It's not really close. I mean, they are one of the five worst teams in the National Football League. It's kind of just like, Damn, homie, in high school, you was the man, homie. That's kind of what I was feeling yesterday as I was watching him. The Patriots were the standard in the National Football League for 20 years. We used to talk about the Patriots way. They would get the ESPN Monday Night Football, Sunday Night Football, the 325 games. The Patriots were the standard. 
they're just sad now. You know, they're just sad. They're just, they're just awful. It's a bad team. It's like watching your favorite fighter just fight three or four fights longer than he's supposed to, knowing that he was supposed to retire. That's what it's like watching them play now. They're just cooked. They're just absolutely done. That's what I got watching them yesterday. Like, I haven't spent too much time watching the Patriots this season because why would I spend a lot of time watching the Patriots this season? But it became, I would say, in the middle of the second quarter, I remember thinking to myself, that team's not scoring anymore today. Unless they get help from the Chiefs, and obviously that helped happen with the bobble uh, catch from Kadarius Tony. that offense is not putting a drive together. They put one drive together. It's a good drive. You remember Bailey Zappi? They were doing the play action. He threw that nice touchdown pass. They were able to put one really solid drive together. That was about it. That was it. That is a team that you have to help them in order for you to, to lose. They can't go out and beat anybody in the league, maybe like a Carolina, but if you got just any kind of heartbeat, that is not an offense. That is not a team that I think is able to string really anything together to beat you. It is just... They have fallen from a just five years ago. Wasn't that long ago the Patriots were winning Super Bowls. The very beginning of this Chiefs run, you were playing them in the AFC Championship game. They were winning Super Bowls. The Patriots were the team that, hey, Mahomes and Brady, a rivalry. Now, Rob, they're about to get a new coach, a new quarterback, a new general manager. They're getting a whole new team next year for the New England Patriots. I mean, it happens fast in the league, man. I mean, you don't have the quarterback and suddenly hard times find you fast. You know how opposing fan bases always say like, man, I want that team to suck forever. Like Danny, uh, 670 score in Chicago. He always talks about he wants the Packers to suck forever. If you're a Jets fan or a Dolphins fan or a Bills fan, you have to be enjoying the fact that not only is there no longer a bully in your division, this beats you up, but you have to enjoy watching Belichick sulk on the sidelines as Bailey Zappi fails to make plays. I imagine opposing rival fan bases really enjoy that suffering and sadness that you pointed out on Sunday. You want to talk a little college basketball before we get to the hits? Let's do you want to lead off with a team that won or the other two teams? Missouri lost, K-State lost, Kansas won. I don't, I don't have any other thoughts. Than that. I, don't have, I don't have any other commentary. You have, a, you have commentary on what happened? I don't have any commentary. I don't have any. I mean, there's so much to talk about. Mizzou struggled in a non-con game again. Now the bumped-up competition is hitting them. They're struggling. K-State got trolled by Fred Hoiberg in the locker room. That's embarrassing. And the greatest local college basketball program battled back from double digits to win on the road on Saturday. And former multiple-time national championship coach Jay Wright on the broadcast said, that's a title-caliber team. I thought you were talking about Northwest Missouri State. I didn't know what team you were talking about. I know if Emporia State had a good uh, had a good weekend, I didn't know. You tell me, you, hold on, you're telling me Jay Wright went out on a limb and said the team that was preseason ranked number two, they can go to the Final Four. That's what he told me. That's what that's the analysis that Jay Wright's getting paid all that money from CBS to tell me that K you could go to the Final Four. Spicy takes from Jay Wright. I didn't know, man. You know what? I've been watching a lot of NFL, and that that San Francisco team. I really got a good feeling about them, man. If they keep playing the way that they're playing, sky's the limit for that San Francisco 49ers team. They got a chance. I mean, they really do. Baltimore? Whew. Watch out. I like this. I like this Ravens team. They're really good. I didn't know. 
I, I didn't hear Jay Wright say that. I mean, that kind of analysis. I mean, that's why he's a Hall of Fame coach. I see why Jay Wright had so much success at Villanova because he's able to spot that Kansas could maybe be a team that makes a Final Four run. Salute to uh, salute to both of them. Salute to Kansas. Salute to uh, Jay Wright. Uh, yeah. Let's get to the hits. While you're stuck in traffic on your drive home, The Drive gets you caught up on the biggest sports stories in Kansas City and around the country. It's The Hits, only on The Drive, number one. Well, Kenton, as always, Hits are brought to you by Underlaw Injury Lawyer. Visit GetJim.com. Kenton, the top news of the day in Kansas City actually has nothing to do with the game yesterday. As the top of the day in Kansas City, the Chiefs have announced that wide receiver Sky Moore is headed to the IR, meaning his regular season is over. Carrington, this wide receiver room is already beleaguered. What do you believe the loss of Sky Moore does to an already depleted unit on the Chiefs? Hold on, Rob. Cut the music. Did you just ask me what does Sky Moore's loss mean to the wide receiver room? Rob, he didn't. He had as many receiving yards as you and I had. He had zero. Goose egg. He didn't have a catch. What do you mean? What do you mean by asking me, what does it mean that they don't have Sky Moore? That means they have extra cardio available. That means they have extra workout, regimen. Rob, he hasn't had a catch the last two weeks. In the month of December, he has five yards receiving. What does it mean? It doesn't mean anything. It means nothing. I think this is an addition by subtraction kind of move. I think the Chiefs are better because of this. I really do. I think this is a good thing for the Chiefs. It's not good that he is injured, but it is good that one of the wide receivers that to me is dragging them down has now been clipped. He's now done for the rest of the regular season. Those opportunities got to go somewhere else. Those small handful of targets got to go somewhere else. Who do you trust? Who can be in the mix? I'm past feelings and politics at this point. MVS, he's the 20th highest paid wide receiver in the National Football League. He's currently fourth on snaps with the Kansas City Chiefs. It is a get in where you fit in scenario. And I'm just not sure if Sky Moore really fit into what they're doing. So, I, I think there was actually a lot of positives from the offense. I think there was a lot of positives. You know what the positives are? They used their number one running back. Now, they didn't run the ball super successfully. Thought it was a layer, only had 37 yards rushing. He got 17 touches in the game. Now, they were up, so it's easy to control the tempo when you were ahead. I think we know that. He got 17 touches in the game, and they really focused on trying to get the ball to Rasheed Rice. I, that's what I want him to do. I want them to keep doing that. Every time the Chiefs find something that I like that's working offensively, the next week they decide to go and do something completely different. I'm like, hey, run the ball more. Then they'll run it three times next week. I'm like, hey, why don't you really hone in on the four wide receivers that you like? 11 of them will get opportunities. This week, I don't know what they're going to do. So McCole Hardman, he can come off the IR this week so they can open his practice window going to guess that he probably doesn't play this week they let him practice this week and then he can come back next week Justin Ross is also now back at practice so let's see if you activate him 
this week and give him the opportunity to play. And they just said that Richie James was going to get more opportunities. Andy Reid said that earlier today. So we're about to add three more mouths to feed to a room that you're already handing out scraps to everybody else that's not Rasheed Rice. How is that going to work down the stretch? You guys know where I am. I've been saying the same thing. I want them to shrink the room. So anytime that they can shrink the room from some of these guys, I'm happy. I think that is the best case scenario for the Kansas City Chiefs. All right, Kenton, it's time to talk about the story from the actual football game, not the off the field stuff or the injury stuff. Let's talk about Kadrops Tony as he had yet another bad one. Don't call that man Kadrop. That's not right. As he had yet another bad one, this time against the New England Patriots. Yet another interception from Patrick Mahomes because the ball hit him in a bad spot, the hands. Do you think the Chiefs are going to start to stray away from their former thought-to-be star wide receiver, Kadarius Toney, as he continues to find himself on the wrong side of storylines for the Kansas City Chiefs? Rob, you and I both watch this team very closely. We talk about them every day. Can you tell me what plays Kadarius Tony has made this season? Can you think of one? What's a play that you remember from Kadarius Tony this year on the offensive side of the ball? Is there a catch that you remember? Is there a run that you remember? Like, do you, do you remember it at all? Because I, I, I'm like, that's not a rhetorical question. I'm, I'm asking genuinely. I mean, I remember the plays he didn't make because they're notable. So far, Kadarius Toney has one touchdown this year. Do you remember what game that was in? Remember what team that was against? The one touchdown that he had? Do you remember this? Not a clue. Okay. Well, he doesn't have a catch that's more than 20 yards this season. So that's, that's, that's number one. And at this point, I would say that he has made, he has probably made more plays for the opposition than he has made for the Kansas City Chiefs. You remember that? What was it? I think it was Dick Vermeer. He was talking about Larry Johnson, about it was time to take the diaper off. You remember that? Now that was like a big deal. That was a big quote. Is that kind of where we are with Kadarius Toney? Kadarius Toney is in year three of his NFL career. I know it hasn't been three years with the Chiefs. This is year three in the league. Kadarius Toney has been a part of 32 games. We're at the point, Rob, did you know that yesterday was his 20th game with the Chiefs? In Kansas City, that's how long That's how long ago it was. He has finished 20 games with the Chiefs. In those 20 games, Rob, he has 41 catches for 340 yards and three touchdowns. The same thing I was saying about Sky Moore and how it could, it, it could be a positive that now he's out, that now it gives you the opportunity to focus in on other options, to give Richie James more opportunities to pour more into those guys and see what you have down the stretch. The last two weeks, costly penalty that cost you a game, major drop that led to a turnover and an interception. Is Kadarius Tony out? Our circle of trust, is he out? And I don't mean out from fan. I mean, are we done using him? He played in 40% of the offensive snaps yesterday for the Kansas City Chiefs. 40%. So he got an opportunity to get out there and play yesterday. They threw it to him four times. He caught two of them for five yards. The other one, he played whack-a-mole and gave it to the other team. He played bop it with the other team. He touched the ball three times yesterday and resulted in negative 19 yards for the Chiefs in one turnover. 
It's not good. Not good at all. Three. Somebody said, I remember the uh, coulda, shoulda, woulda, Travis Kelsey. No, you're right. The highlight of Kadarius Tony's season is he almost made a big play. You don't want to be in that situation. You don't want to mean, you don't want to be in the, your biggest play was a play you didn't make. Ah, I remember that one time. That's how we're going to remember this season for Kadarius Tony, at least on the positive end. That's also part of it. Every Kadarius Tony memory that you have this season is tied to something he did wrong. In the Lions game, in the Bills game, in the Patriots game, name a play that Kadarius Tony has made this season. One. Give me one. I don't think you can. Well, Carrington, the Chiefs did take care of business yesterday in a very ho-hum, oh-by-the-way victory over the New England Patriots. But that's not one of the bigger stories in Kansas City is the late game. The Fox 325 saw AFC rival Buffalo Bills go out and absolutely laid the lumber to the Dallas Cowboys. Carrington, the Bills are heating up. They've won now three in a row, including over the Kansas City Chiefs and Dallas Cowboys. My question is Chiefs-centric, though. Is there a more scary team as we get close to playoff time than Josh Allen and the team that circles the wagons? They continue to run through teams in December. You mean for the for the Chiefs? I just want to make sure I'm answering your question correctly. Is that what you mean for the Chiefs? Rob, you can fade the music down. I don't mean this as like a, like a knock against your question. I'm not really that worried about how the Chiefs match up with other teams. Like, there have been years in which it was, hey, who do you want to play in the second round? These are the possible options. You felt that way just because the Chiefs were just playing so strong right now, you know? The Chiefs just aren't playing that way. So I am much more focused on how do the Chiefs play their best brand of football heading into the postseason, and then you let the tournament be what the tournament is going to be. Can you get healthy heading into the postseason? And are you playing your best football? What is unique about Buffalo is they're starting to get healthier on defense. They're also starting to play their best football. They look like a team that could potentially go on a run. I think that Buffalo, they are the quintessential 2023 NFL team. Anything is possible with Buffalo. Buffalo could win the Super Bowl. And that wouldn't be crazy. We have certainly seen far worse teams than Buffalo go on a run in our lifetime. If you told me that in eight weeks, we're talking about Buffalo getting ready to go to Vegas because they got hot down the stretch. They won seven of their last eight games. They made the postseason and they went on a run. That would make all the sense in the world to me. Buffalo could also just miss the playoffs. They don't have really any tiebreakers. None. Now, they have done what you needed to do. They went on the road, and they beat Kansas City. They beat Dallas. They got three games left. I would say two, you're going to be substantial favorites. You have the Chargers on the road next week, which is not really a road game, especially for a team that, in essence, we think they've quit. You just give up 60 points to the Las Vegas Raiders. You fired your coach and your general manager. I don't think you're getting anything for Christmas but coal in your stocking if you were the Chargers. You then have the Patriots at home. The Patriots should probably not be in the winning games business anymore. They need to be in the let's get the highest pick possible business. I've seen them play. They're terrible. And then we could be talking about the final game of the season. One game could decide it all on the road against Miami. Anything is possible with Buffalo. 
Buffalo could win the Super Bowl. They could lose in the first round of the season. Buffalo's quarterback could get hot and win MVP. He also could have seven turnovers over the next three games and be the biggest reason why they missed the postseason. They perfectly sum up the way that this has been. I think that Buffalo is good. I think you could argue right now that Buffalo, they are the second best team in the AFC. They wouldn't make the playoffs if it started today. Like, they need a little bit of help, and they also need to continue to stay red hot down the stretch in order to make the postseason. There just might not be a team that I think really sums up how the first 15 weeks of the NFL have gone, more so than the Buffalo Bills. Let's keep talking about them on the other side. We'll also talk about the Cowboys. The Cowboys, they were on the wrong end of the beatdown yesterday from the Buffalo Bills. The Cowboys, it is just the same. The Cowboys really are the Chargers. They're a more successful version of the Chargers, but we already know what the blueprint is for the Cowboys. Keep it right here. It's The Drive. The Drive with Carrington Harrison, brought to you by the Deep Esqually Moore Law Firm. Remember, Mike's got this. Tune in every day right at 2 o'clock for your chance to win a free pizza. Free is my favorite kind of pizza. Listen and win right here on 610 Sports Radio. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Kansas City, it's Scott Moore. You're listening to The Drive with Carrington Harrison on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Text line 913-586-7610. Rob was suggesting that the Chiefs try to avoid Buffalo. Someone said, you could lose a game on purpose so you can avoid being the two seed to prevent playing Buffalo as the seven seed. 
I just don't think the Chiefs are playing well enough to have these, this conversation. Like, that was a good conversation to have when they were, like, the one seed of, like, hey, which one of these teams would you want to play at? The Chiefs have won three of their last seven games. I don't know if we're at the – we should be trying to avoid teams. No, I would just I would just focus on yourself right now. That's all I would do, you know? I would just focus on you and what you need to be doing and just playing well, playing with momentum, getting guys healthy, being on the same page, cutting out mistakes, trying to play our best football at the right time. That that That's all I'm really worried about with the Chiefs. I don't really want to play the – playoff game with them I, I don't even I honestly don't even care who they play in the first round I mean obviously I mean there's some teams that are better than other teams but the Chiefs problems are much more about themselves than I think they are about the opponent I'm not saying the other teams can't beat this team like they have like obviously proven that but for all the conversation about Buffalo and I'm part of this too and Buffalo how good that they looked Kansas City should have beat them you made one critical error. If you fixed a critical error, that's a game that you win. Now, you can play the shoulda, coulda, woulda, and the shoulda, coulda, woulda could be what eventually gets you eliminated from the postseason. But the issues with Kansas City, to me, are far more about them and how they can fix them over the course of the next four to six weeks as we enter the NFL playoffs. We got these three games, and then obviously you have at least one playoff game if you're the Chiefs. I I'm I'm far more worried about what they need to do to start playing with momentum than I'm worried about any other team in the NFL, especially because, I mean, I understand that they just beat you at home. That's a home game against Buffalo, and you fared pretty well in home playoff games against Buffalo. I don't care where the game is. It's going to be a close, tightly contested game. This team can beat any team in the AFC tournament. They also can lose to just about any team in this AFC tournament. I'm worried about the Chiefs more than anything. I get what you're saying. I don't disagree per se. I just think there are, at least as the playoffs currently sit, a team or two in the postseason that I think even if the Chiefs play poorly and make a bunch of errors, which is what this team does week in and week out, that they are just not good enough to take advantage of them. Where the Bills fall in the category of a team, I think to myself, oh, if the Chiefs play bad, they're done. They're going home. And that conversation could be on MLK weekend for the first time in Kansas City since Patrick Mahomes started playing football. If in week one of the playoffs, you're going to avoid a Buffalo and massage it so that you get a Pittsburgh, for example, or a Jacksonville if they fall out of the AFC South lead. I think me and you would be like, yeah, it's playoff football. Any given Sunday, things can happen. They can win or lose to anyone. But we would feel pretty confident that, hey, they're heading the divisional weekend yet again. But if they get a Buffalo or Indianapolis or Cleveland or in the round one, I think we'd be having conversations of are they one and done? And if you're the Chiefs, if you can avoid the one and done and let someone else do the heavy lifting, you're in better shape than if you are, in fact, one and done. Rob, you know that we talk a lot about movies on this show. I know you listen to music, but is there like an artist that you like and you like them, but it just feels like they keep making the same song over and over? Like, the sound hasn't changed. They haven't really grown as an artist. And you're like, I've, I've, I've seen this. I was watching uh, Sunday Night Football yesterday, and I hadn't seen the preview. Have you seen that new Jason Statham movie, The Beekeeper? 
I, I know it. I haven't seen the trailer, but I, I assume I know what the movie is. Okay, so it's basically transporters, but with bees. He's made this movie 15 times. You know the movie I'm talking about. He's made this movie repeatedly. What if I told you that last season the Cowboys went 12-5? and five? We're a good team last year. Went 12-5. and five. Last year they split with the Eagles. Sounds kind of similar to this year. What if I told you that they were the five seed last year? And guess what? They went on the road to play the team that won the NFC South. That team was Tampa Bay. They won that game by pretty convincing fashion. Well, guess what happened the next week? They went on the road to San Francisco. Guess what happened? They lost. They were eliminated in the postseason. What if I take it one step further and we go back to 2021? Guess how many games the Cowboys won in 2021? They went 12 and 5. Guess who they lost to in the postseason? They lost to San Francisco. You know what this Cowboys team feels like? It feels like they're going to go 12 and 5. They're probably going to beat the NFC South winner in the first round of the playoffs. I don't know who that's going to be. Atlanta, New Orleans. I, I don't, I'm not even keeping up with that division. I don't think it's worth keeping up with who's going to win that division because we know they're a quick one and done in the postseason. Then you know who the Cowboys are probably going to play in the second round of the postseason. They're probably going to play San Francisco, and they're certainly going to lose. It just seems like the Cowboys are just stuck in Groundhog's Day. They're a good team, competitive team. But they're not good enough to either play consistently against good teams or beat the teams that you need to beat. I mean, that was a big Cowboys spot. They had a massive win Sunday night football against the Eagles. It was a coin flip game against Buffalo. Buffalo was a slight favorite, but it was a one and a half point spread. You were thinking, hey, this is a really big spot for the Cowboys to show us that you're a different team. A really big spot. That game was never close. I mean, from the time that the first table was snapped in Buffalo, New York, the Cowboys were there for an absolute beatdown yesterday. And boy, did they get one. They got one. It wasn't even on sale. They got it at full price yesterday. They picked up the beatdown for the holiday special. This is the same year for the Cowboys. They just keep replaying the same year over and over and over. They're going to go 12-5. and They're going to maybe win their first-round game. And then they're going to play San Francisco. And then they're going to lose. We know how this is going to end for them. I've seen this movie 15 times. I don't want to watch this movie again. I know what happens. It ends the same way every single time. Have you seen that reel on TikTok of the teacher who walks into the classroom every day with the exact same shirt, just in a different color, same energy, walking in, sits down, same shirt, but just a little different. That's the Cowboys. The coach may change. Mike McCarthy, Jason Garrett, Bill Parcells. Doesn't matter. The quarterback may change. Drew Bledsoe, Tony Romo, Dak Prescott. We can shift and move all the parts and make it different and make it feel like it's something new and fresh, but it's the same. The Cowboys are not going to win their division. They're going to throttle a bad NFC team. Probably the Falcons who lost the Panthers over the weekend. They're going to win that game because the NFC South is terrible and then they're going to lose. So 
if you are the kind of person thinks to yourself, you know what I love? Watching Skip Bayless melt down on whatever the name of his show is now. Oh, he's already Und- he's already got that fired up. Undisputed. Look in your NFL calendar. Look up when the divisional round is. I believe it's like the 24th, maybe, is the divisional round for the NFL. So you circle the 24th, the Monday after, hit the DVR, hit record, hit save to library on your YouTube TV. And I promise that Monday after they lose, Michael Irvin and Skip Bayless on Undisputed will be whining and crying about the Cowboys losing and how they need to make massive changes. And then you can flip the channel over to ESPN and watch Stephen A. smoke a stogie in a cowboy hat. Oh, because be great. I always love that day. Elite content. And it's the same story. Those guys shouldn't even go in that day. Just replay last year's, but dub over where it says it's 23 versus 24. Oh, I, yeah. I mean, I, I can't lie. I do love the part where Stephen A. Smith makes all of them mad. And I do enjoy the yearly Skip Bayless throws his Cowboys jersey into the trash. I do enjoy that content. That is content that it really warms my heart to see people come together. It really does. It warms my heart. All right, coming up on the other side, we'll continue to talk about the Chiefs and their win yesterday against the New England Patriots. Keep it right here. It's The Drive. This is The Drive with Carrington Harrison. Chocolate Cake needs a good run game, good offensive line, needs elite weapons. I think that Chocolate Cake is a system quarterback. Brought to you by the Deep Esqually Moore Law Firm. Remember, Mike's got this. If you missed any of the show, catch up on the Odyssey app or at 610sports.com. You're listening to The Drive. Now CDOT's got one extra point. I'm going to tell you guys this, and I don't even care, but it's part of my life. Rob, I lost every single bet that I made this week. Just, just, it was a, it was a holiday donation to the casino. Just donating in every single facet. Those are the worst kind of weekends. Like you think you have a good feel for it, and you really didn't have a good feel for anything. You didn't. Nothing. You play in blackjack. You just keep getting 13s, 14s. It's just it was that it was that kind of weekend for me. Bet college basketball. Took Mizzou. Just felt like they were gonna win because they were basically playing a home game. They lost. I took North Carolina. Of course they lost. Took Arizona first half. Of course, they were down eight at half. Just had, I had no kind of feel. I don't know why you guys listen to me. I don't know what I'm talking about. I really don't. The only team I know is the Chiefs. I don't know any other team. None. I don't know. I don't know Missouri basketball. Missouri football. I don't know anything. About anything. I just had to tell you guys that. Because I, I figure that one person out there can identify. That's just the kind of weekend it was. I mean, I had a great weekend aside from the, I don't know, losing money part. It was great other than that. Phenomenal weekend. You're going to start laying a wager on everyone's favorite team as the uh, Carrington pick of death. You're going to be like, you know what? I don't think there's any chance Ohio State can compete. Tigers. <laughs> I'm actually really excited to go to the Cotton Bowl. I'm excited to see Cowboys Stadium. I'll bring you back a souvenir. You remember the people that rush in when they first open the gates and just sprint to your no, seats? I, you know what? That's Push if women you don't and children out of the way? That's if you don't have a seat. I got a seat. Because I don't want to do that. <laughs> I don't want to do that. No. 
<laughs> Number one, I don't want to watch any game enough where I got to stand up the whole time. I, that's not a game that I want to watch. Like, I, I'm okay. I'm all right. If I got to do all that, I'll just go home. I'll, just, I'll watch it at home. Like, I don't get how you guys do it. Like, I... I don't get how you guys like buy a ticket to go to Kaufman and then watch it from the party porch. Like I it's first off, I can't see it's way out here. The sun is hitting me in the face. I'm standing up the whole time. I'm not doing this. No, thanks. That's not an activity that I enjoy. Bro, have you started, uh, have you started watching uh, Christmas movies? You know that I'm, I am in the Christmas spirit all the way. This is the week I'll begin to pivot. I was out of town this weekend, so I didn't really have a chance. It's kind of like whatever. But, yeah, tonight, tonight's when the pivot begins from regular programming to whatever Christmas movie has been selected. Are you watching Monday Night Football? No. Yeah, I'm not that interested in it either. I know Geno Smith's active and cool, but I'll keep nah. an eye on it. I'll keep an eye. But, yeah, I don't, I don't really plan on. That's not. I know I will not be watching the first half. There's a strong second half possibility for me. Strong second half. If it was the AFC equivalent, like a oh, good yeah, AFC, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's very different. Like I watched Sunday Night Football yesterday. Yeah, so I watched I. that. Yeah, but yeah, I don't know if I'm uh, if I'm watching today. I don't know if that's the thing. You know what I was thinking? You remember that line in the wire about it being a 40 degree day? That's what I feel like the Chiefs' win was. Like I don't really, I don't, I don't mean that as a, as a bad thing. I just think it was just. Standard business yesterday. I thought yesterday from the Chiefs was very standard business. I thought almost the most Chiefs game that you could possibly have. It was very Chiefs. A little bit of a slow start. Had a very good opening drive. Had a penalty override, a touchdown. Taylor Swift was there. We had a moment with Taylor Swift. Did you see that they put her on the screen and they had her saying that Gillette Stadium was the most beautiful place in the world. You know how they, like, always, you know, she probably said that at a concert. She clearly mouthed something to Brittany, like, I knew they were going to do something like this. The Chiefs, you know, their offense was fine, but, you know, wasn't great. Jawan Taylor penalty, yeah, Jawan Taylor penalty's there. Yeah, as I'm saying, like, if we, if we played Chiefs bingo yesterday, I mean, they hit a lot. You certainly would have got bingo yesterday. You would have got bingo. Almost everything that has happened in the Chiefs game happened yesterday. It was, it was, it, it felt very, very familiar, very, very comfortable. Uh, before we get out of here, I do want to say one thing. Congratulations to Mitchell and his wife. They announced that she was pregnant. So salute to them. They're going to have their first kid together. So uh, shout out to, uh, I don't, I know I'm not speaking out of turn. They posted on Instagram. So I know I'm not. Wrong for at least announcing that. But, yeah, congratulations to Mitch uh, Schwartz and his uh, wife, Brooke, as they're celebrating their first kid together. Took a break fighting the toxicity of Chiefs fans on social media. <laughs> yeah, post that. Salute, salute to him, man. Their pictures were cool. Uh, so, no, I'm, uh, I'm very, very happy for uh, Mitch Schwartz and Brooke, man. Salute to them. Uh, all right, well, we're out of here. I'll be back tomorrow. Tomorrow is Rob's last day with us for the week. I will be here the rest of the week holding it down for you guys. Um, tomorrow, the plan is that we will have Aaron Ladd join us. Aaron's been bumped. 
Oh, no, Aaron's not on the show tomorrow. Patrick Mahomes bumped Aaron Ladd. Okay, I just, all right, my bad. I didn't know. That's that's how this show operates. If Patrick Mahomes wants to move, Aaron has to move. Okay, no, I didn't know. I uh, Okay, that's you know that's what we're doing. That, that's fine with me. Uh, tomorrow, Patrick Mahomes will be on the show. I, I don't think anybody else is on the show tomorrow. Peter King will be on the show tomorrow. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, never mind then. Yeah, no, it makes sense. No, I get it. Never mind. Aaron, Aaron my bad, big dog. Yeah, my bad, dog. You got to go. You can't know. You think that you're going to be the appetizer? No, no chance. On that venue? No. No, no, thank you. We got an elite football schedule tomorrow. We're not playing no games with y'all. It's the best show in the world. It's the tribe. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.